All right, well, I don't know if you've been able to make it out or uh, to 21 days of prayer and fasting, or maybe you've caught us online. Um, guys, it has been amazing. It's been awesome to see what God has done and how God is just stirring our community of faith. And so I just want to encourage you, if you haven't taken that step, we would love for you to participate. You'd be like, well, I already missed a week. No, it's okay. You'll be fine. Just jump in. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we'd love for you to come out at 6 a.m. We have prayer meetings here. Uh, we also have it at 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings. And so make sure you create some time and some space in your life. Now, why would that be important? Well, because when we create space for God, He fills it. And so I just want to encourage you to take that step of faith as you, as you continue to start this year off and make God, make God first and put God first in priority. If you can't make it, we're on Facebook Live every morning, and so we'd love for you to tune in that way as well. All right? All right. Well, let me pray for us as we get started. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your very presence among us. Holy Spirit, would you teach us today? We, we need to hear from you because we so much want to be better for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, last week we started a series called SOAP. I don't know if you were here for that, but I do have just a little bit of a recap. If you're wondering what SOAP is, it's not that we're asking you to get a bar of SOAP and clean yourself off or something like that. It's, it's much more particular than that. Uh, there's a meaning behind it, and it simply is this. SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. Now, you might be wondering, what in the world does that mean, or what does that have to do with anything? Here's the thing. It's a way, or a type, of, of, or a version, or, or even a strategy to help you learn to study the Bible, to help you learn how to read the Bible more effectively. And what I've found as a preacher is oftentimes one of the biggest difficulties people have is reading and regularly reading the Word of God. And oftentimes it's because they're intimidated by it. It's not that they don't want to. They just don't always know where to start. They don't know what to do. And so soap is really designed to help you in that process. Because here's the thing we know. That if we aren't nourished by the word of God, then that means we will be malnourished. Okay? In other words, we have to be nourished by the word of God. We have to be nourished by feasting on the word of God. Listen to what Jeremiah 15, 16 says. When your words came, I ate them. Isn't that good? Like when your words came in, I just devoured those words. It's kind of what Jeremiah is telling us. And he said as a result, it brought him joy and it brought him a heart's delight because he was feasting on the very word of God. And now my friends, you can have that in your life. The question is, is are we taking steps to get better at interacting with God's word? Because if we don't, we'll be malnourished. Last week, I, or I gave this kind of example, is that, that we come to church and it's like a big buffet, right? You come to church and you eat and you eat and it's just great, right? Buffets, you just eat as much as you can. And so you get the word and you get the worship and, and you get people being nice to you and greeting you and you get some coffee and some donuts and your kids learn a Bible story and it's just great and you're just, yes, yes, yes. And you're so full when you leave and it's just beautiful, the problem is, is that we try to live on that buffet for the rest of the week. And so what happens is we feast on maybe condiments or nothing at all. And the reality is, is that if we don't learn to become self-feeders, that we're going to begin to be malnourished. 
We won't have what we need to be all that God wants us to be simply because we're only eating condiments or nothing else throughout the rest of the week. And so I want to help you through this process of soaping, so to speak, to help you learn how to feed yourself because it's the weirdest thing in the world to see an adult in a high chair, isn't it? That's weird. I mean, if you walked into a room and saw a bunch of adults in a high chair, you'd say, I don't know what kind of church this is but I'm kind of thinking I'm out, right? And so often we come to church and we need the preacher to feed us and help us, and, and that's okay at some point. And if you're a new believer, I'm proud of you. Get in that high chair and get as much food as you possibly can. But if you've been in the game for years, well, it's time to get out of the high chair. It's time to get focused. It's time to start soaping and learning how to feed yourself, feasting on the Word of God so that you can be nourished and you won't walk around malnourished and you'll put those condiments away unless you're putting it on a big old slab of meat. Come on. Come on. Whew. You guys have to help me today, okay? You got to help me. And so today I want to talk a little bit more. We're going to focus in a little more. Last week I gave you an overview, so you can check that out. Go back online, check out that sermon. But it's just kind of an overview of what soap is. But today I want to zero in specifically on the S and the O. All right? And so I want to look at the scripture part of it, and I want to look at the observation part of it. All right? So we'll start here. I know this is going to, I mean, some of you are going to be floored. You're going to fall out of your seat with what I'm about to say if, if, if you want soap to work in your life. Number one is you've got to read scripture. I know, I know, right? I just totally, I mean, all of you are just, what just happened? I don't even know. It's, that was such an insight. It's, I just, I'm glad I came this morning. I'm glad I came for that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. See, see but, but, but isn't it true that it really is that easy to just start? It's kind of like with exercise. You know, sometimes you just got to go. You got to just pick up that weight, even though you don't want to, right? You got to put that cookie down sometimes. You just got to take a step. And that's the step, what I would say, a step of faith. Because, see, when you read the Bible, there's something in you. There's something in you. There's this expectation, maybe, just maybe, that God will speak to me. See? It's there, even if you don't know it's there. The very fact that you're grabbing for it means that there's something there. It's God's grace even moving you towards it to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it today. And so that the first thing you've got to do is read it. It's, it's important you get that because, because what happens so often is that we don't read it and then we want God to speak to us. You see the problem. And so, so, so what we do is we get mad at God and we're like, God, you're not speaking. And he's like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. You're just not reading it. And that's the thing I've learned in my life is sometimes if I will just go to the word and I'll start to read it, it's amazing how God just begins to speak and he begins to talk to us and share. Because see, a closed Bible is just as good as no Bible. A closed Bible, the one that sits on your table, collects dust, you know, it's just, it's just, it's not worth anything. It's just a book until you grab hold of it. And you begin to allow God to speak with you. It's kind of like, you know, I've used this illustration before. It's like a marriage. If you, if you don't ever talk to each other, that's kind of problematic, right? I mean, that, wouldn't that be weird if you had a relationship, even if it wasn't a marriage, just a, an important relationship, but you never talked. You never, you never interacted. You just, you know, had this thing. Even if, even if you had this dialogue, it would be beautiful. But if you had a monologue, it wouldn't be that good. 
Right? And so there's this part of you that has to have this, this willingness to have interaction in order to have a healthy relationship. And so we've got to interact with God if we ever want to hear from God. It makes sense. And I know that this isn't like rocket science, you know? I know that this isn't something that you're like, wow, that was one of the most insightful things you've ever said, Pastor. I, I know, I get it. Because, see, we're talking about something that's so simple and so easy for us to do. And that's what soap is about is helping you have the courage to take the next step so that you could make the Word of God a powerful force in your life. Listen to this in Psalm 19, 105. I love this. If you ever want to know what God thinks about the Word or the law that He created, uh, he, he talks about it so much in Psalm 119. It's huge, right? And, 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 and listen to what He says. He says, Your Word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light to my path. Now, what's the implications of that? I think it means that if I'm not reading it, that means that I ain't hearing from God. And so often I even have people come to me and they'll say, I'm hearing from God. I, I heard from God today. And I'll say, well, okay, well, tell me what God said to you. And, and, and then they'll tell me and i say, well, when was the last time you read the Word of God? And they'll say, well, it, it's been a while. I was like, I don't have any interest in that. Because, see, you might get a word from God that doesn't have anything to do with the word of God. And the thing you have to do with that is check it against the word of God to find out if it's actually from God. Because sometimes people have ideas about God that have nothing to do with God's word. And they come up with all kinds of fancy ideas and said, hey, I was sitting under a tree and, I, uh, and the Holy, well, it wasn't really the Holy Spirit. It was just a bird. It was kind of like a, I don't know, like a raven or something came down and, and, and gave me a little piece of food. And, 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 and this never happened to y'all? Oh, well, happens to me all the time. I just... <laughs> see, see, the Word of God, it's there. It's for us to eat. It's a lamp for our feet. It lights up our path. And so what, what's, what's really being said is that I literally, when I open the Bible, listen to me, when I, when I read it, I literally am hearing God speak. Do you understand that? It's not just a book. Like, when you read that line, God is speaking to you. And so if you're ever wondering, God, will you speak to me? Guess where you have to start? you got to start with his scripture. He did not lead us or leave us alone. He gave us what we needed. And the other thing is, is if I don't have the lamp, well, then that means my path is dark. You ever tried to go to the bathroom without a nightlight? You stub your toe, don't you? You hurt yourself. You fall over things. You scream in the night and, 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 and you're wondering, God, help me, help me, Lord, I'm on my back. And God says to you, why didn't you turn on a nightlight? The scripture is your nightlight. The scripture is the thing that you need to walk towards what God has for you. It illuminates your entire world. And so we've got to read it if we ever want to hear from God. And so often in our lives, we're on this roller coaster, you know, we on this road. And some of us will do this this year. It'll be like January. And they're like, I'm a soap all kinds of ways. I'll be so soapy by the time January's over. It'll be amazing. Right. And you're like, whoa. And then February comes and you're like, whoa. Right. And we get on this roller coaster because we don't have any consistency. And that's why I'm trying to tell you, you've got to read it every day. Just be soaking in it and soaking in it and enjoying the very thing. Because see, here's the thing, I, I, I believe this. If you really believed, right, by faith, if you really believed that God was going to speak to you, like if you really believed that, 
wouldn't you pick it up more? You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you really believed that God had a word for you that day, by faith you believed that God had a word for you that day, you would not leave the house without picking up the word of God. And that's what you got to get a hold of is God wants to speak to you. He wants to talk to you. We got to get off the roller coaster and we got to get on that same old train that goes in the same direction over a long period of time. That's the kind of thing that we have to incorporate into our life. I hear from younger people all the time, you know, they say, what, what does it look like to walk in purity before the Lord? Now, here's the thing uh, it's the same for adults. It's the same for young people. It's the same for older people. It's all pretty much the same. But, but listen what the word says. How can a young person stay pure? It's a good question, isn't it? How can a young person stay pure in this world? In this world that everything is bombarding you. The culture is bombarding you. Whether you're old or young, listen to what it says. By obeying the word. Well, how are you going to obey something you don't know? See, you've got you've to know it in order to obey it. And that's why you've got to get a hold of it and begin to feast on it. Because if you, what will happen is I guarantee you, you will leave this church today or sometime this week and your fabric or your foundation is going to be challenged. It's going to be challenged by the culture or by some philosophy or some idea or someone that's just really nice. You know, they're just really nice people, but they just have great ideas, and you just follow them. Oh, I love that, because they're so nice. They bake me a cookie, and I just I want to be close to them. And, and, and see, that's the thing. That's the problem, is that, see, 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 it's so alluring. The world is so alluring. I was, I was telling my kids the other day that we were talking about sin, and, 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 and my son, he was, he was kind of talking about sin not being something that you would want, Right? And I, I kind of challenged him and I said, you know, it, it actually is something you want. That's the thing is it's, it's alluring. It, it, it's not like there's some dirty pile of yuck. And he's like, devil's like, hey, have some dirty pile of yuck. You're like, well, I don't want any dirty pile of yuck. He says, cake. And you say, yes. Right? See, see, sin is alluring. The world is alluring. The culture is alluring. There are all kinds of fancy ideas out there. So, so what, if, if, what is the old adage? If it's a pig, it's a pig. You can put lipstick on the pig, but the pig is still the pig. It just has lipstick on it. You've got to recognize the fact that there is a pig in front of you, even though it might have some frosting on it. You see my point. And the Word of God is actually what helps us do that. Because, see, we've got to know the Word of God if we ever hope to obey the Word of God. That's right. Here are a couple tips for you. As you start to, as you start to think about the Scripture, as you start to, to believe about the Scripture, maybe you start to think, wow, maybe that is the Word of God. Here's just a couple tips I'll give you. Start with faith. Like, when you come to the Bible, start with a place, start in a place of faith. Say, you know what? I believe that's the Word of God. Even if you don't believe it, even if you don't believe it, just say it out loud. Say, I believe that's the word of God. And say, Lord, would you speak to me today? Just start from a place of faith. Because see, what I've found is sometimes what we do is we start from a place of criticism. See, see critics become critical. And I understand that there's a time and a place to look at the details and the specifics and, and really try to understand how the Bible came together and all of those things. Here's the thing I know that most people in the church typically aren't smart enough to figure out some of that stuff. 
They haven't studied it. They haven't spent time with it. And so they hear some guy on the radio say, hey, did you know that there's inconsistencies in the Bible? And you're like, oh, I knew it. <laughs> you know enough to be dangerous. Because see, here's the thing. The Bible has been around a lot longer than that radio show. And there are smarter men and women that have been dealing with the scriptures for a long time. And it's the height of human arrogance that we think that we come at the word of God and we can just become critical of the word of God and that somehow, somehow we're right. Wow. You've got to be careful yeah. doing that. Yeah. And I think, matter of fact, if you're just a person that loves Jesus and you want to get better, you might want to just start with faith. You, you might want to just start with faith. And I promise you, if you'll start there, God will begin to stir it up. And I guarantee all the questions you have can be answered. All of them can. Just, just be careful. Be careful. All right, so we start with faith. Number two is we accept the Bible as an authority. Like you actually say, Bible, you're the authority. I'm not. Right? You're the, my friend is not. You are. And so I'm going to believe in faith that this is God's word and you are the authority in my life. And so anything it says, I'm going to say, yes, sir. That's what you do. So, Because, so, again, if we want to stay pure, we have to be obedient. And so that's why it's important that we not only start with faith, but we accept the authority of the Bible. And here's the question I have for you today. Do you believe that it's the word of God? Do you believe that? Do you practice that? Are you trying to practice that? Are you moving in a direction of faith so that you can believe that the Word of God is actually the Word of God? And here's the thing that happens when you do is you'll begin to hear from God. You'll begin to see it. You'll begin to understand what God is all about. All right, so that's just about reading. So we, we talked about you got to read it. So, right, everybody got it? We, we have to read it. Got to read the Scripture. Number two, here's, here's number two, is you have to observe the Scripture. Right? You guys like, wow, that's so amazing. Right? Soap. S-O-A-P. Scripture. Observation. So you have to observe the scripture in order for you to get anything out of it. Here's the thing. What does it mean to observe? It means to uh, observe. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I checked this stuff out. I looked at a dictionary. <laughs> it means to see. It means to watch. It means to perceive. It means to notice, right? So, so, so as you're reading the scripture, these are the things that it means. And so here's the thing that's so important that you get is that you can read the scripture and not observe it and not get anything from it. That's the thing. And so in other words, you have to observe it because, see, the observation is what leads to your revelation. It's in the observing that you find the revelation that God wants to give you, that you begin to understand what he's saying. Look at this in Romans 10 and 17. Watch this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what's he saying? He's saying that as you read it, your faith is rising. As you're reading it, you're understanding in faith that it's the Word of God and it becomes real to you. But what does that mean? If you're not reading it, if you're not hearing it, it says that your faith is not growing. That's not good. Your faith should be growing. Your faith should get, be getting better and stronger as you walk towards Jesus. 
And so we have to have the Word of God. We have to begin to observe the Word of God so that we can get the revelation that God has for us. Because see, that's where the breakthrough comes from. The breakthrough comes through the revelation, not just some book that sits on a shelf. It's through the observation that I begin to have faith. I begin to break through. I begin to hear from God again. I begin to see what God is doing, and I begin to move towards it because of the faith that's growing inside me. I begin to see God differently. So why is it that we soap? Why do I need to soap? Why do you need to soap? Why do you need to read the scripture and observe the scriptures? See, we need it. This reason, here, here it is. Everybody in this person, in this room, everyone in this room needs a fresh, on-time word from God. Don't you? I mean, I need a fresh, on-time word from God. And, and that's what we need. And, and so if we want that, that's why we soap. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we look in and we begin to observe what God is doing because we need that fresh, on-time word of God. And what I'm finding is so often in our lives, we're not getting fresh bread. We're not getting the fresh, on-time word of God. We're getting stale bread. We're getting bread that was left over years ago. We had an experience at church camp. We got saved when we were in high school. And we're trying to live on the bread that we received back then. And God is saying, I can give you fresh bread. You've just got to observe the scriptures and you'll begin to get the revelation that God wants to bring you. It's like, it's like we, we, had, we made some old mac and cheese, you know, back in high school and it was sitting on the counter and we're now we're 45 years old and we're like, that looks good. That's what's happening, is we're trying to live on the stuff of the past. We're trying to, to, we're trying to live on the experiences we had with God when we were younger. And God is saying, what are you doing? I've got this for you. I've got a fresh, on-time word for you. Do you want that? Do you need that in your life? And God's like, here, take it, take it. And you're like, nope, nope, nope. I want my macaroni and cheese. And he's like, double dumb. Double dumb. Take the, take the fresh, on-time Word of God. I need a fresh, on-time Word of God in my relationships, don't you? People are really easy, aren't they? Just easy. Easy to deal with, aren't they? The answer to that is no, people. You guys aren't easy and you know it. I need a fresh, on-time Word of God to deal with people. To love people the way that Christ calls me to love. I need a fresh, on-time Word of God to love my enemy. I don't want to love my enemy. Right. I, I want to hit my enemy. But God says to love my enemy. And so I need a fresh, on-time word of God of that. Some of you, I need a fresh, on-time word of God in my finances. I need a fresh, on-time word of God in my destiny. I don't know, God, what you want me to do. I don't know where you want me to go, but I need to hear from you. And God is saying, well, pick up my word. Read my word. I need a fresh, on-time word for my physical body. God, I need a healing in my life. I need something in my life, God, today. I need a fresh, on-time word of God with my spouse. I need a fresh, on-time word of God with my kids because I want to lock them in a closet. I, you know, uh, oh, None of y'all ever felt that way. <laughs> never, never. I need a fresh on-time word of God to keep it together every day. I need it. You need it. See, when I soap, I get that fresh 
On time, word of God. I, I'm not feasting on the past. I'm enjoying the feast put right in front of me daily by God because he cares for me. He loves me. He wants the best for me. He's not withholding from me. He's not mute. He's not saying, hey, I'm not going to speak to you if you don't speak to me. God is in it. He's fully engaged. He sent his son 100% to die for us. Do you not think God wants to speak to you? Of course he wants to speak to you. Why would he send his son into this world if he didn't want to talk to you? He wants to speak to us. And so we need a word from God. And that's what happens when you begin to observe the scripture. But here's the thing. Earlier I said, you can read the scripture and get no revelation. You can do that. And you know what happens? The reason that happens is because you don't take time to observe it. You don't take time to notice it. You don't take time to think about it. You don't take time to see it. You don't take time to maybe chew on it a little bit, you know? You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't take that time. And what happens is you read it and you get nothing from it. That's, isn't that scary to think about? I want you to get something from it. But you've got to observe it in order to do that. And so if you missed anything on observation last week, check out last week's sermon. Because it's really about saying this. I noticed this. I see that. Here's what I see today. Right? And you're just, you're just allowing the Lord to speak to you. You know what I found? Is God will begin to speak to you in your observation. And he'll begin to speak to you in your application. And you know, before you even write your prayer at the end, he's probably already talking to you. And you know what happens is by faith, you begin to train your ears and your eyes and your, and your mind to see it. Now, isn't that crazy to think about that? Everyone in here could do that. I think it's important that we understand that God wants that. He wants to, us to see, hear, and receive that fresh on-time word of God. See, fresh revelation. Here it is. This is where it, this is, this is where it comes to, to head. Fresh revelation is going to lead to the chains being broken off in your life. So you observe the Word of God leads to fresh revelation of the Word of God and fresh revelation of the Word of God by faith will lead to your chains being broken off. That's the truth. And so, so, so everybody in here, I, I, I'm guessing, has a few chains. You have some things that are holding you back. The Bible says God wants you to be free. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be whole. Not just in the next life, but in this life. And so what does that look like? How do you begin to experience that? Well, it all starts with a fresh revelation. It all starts with the revelation of God being imparted into your heart, and then the chains begin to break off. See, observation brings revelation to, to the chain, that, to break every chain in my life. Observation brings revelation to break every chain in my life. Here's a question. What chain do you need broken off today? What is it? What is it that you need broken off today in your life? Listen to this. I love this passage of scripture in Isaiah. You'll be familiar with it when I get to the second part, but I want to read the first part. Listen to this. And this is in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 4. Look at this. You for you shall break the yoke. Okay. The weight, okay, yoke, weight, you will break the yoke or the weight. What is, what's your weight today? Where are you heavy today? Where are you, where are you heavy today? 
Where are you burdened today? What, what is it that's holding you back? What's keeping you from God's best in your life? What's keeping you from fulfilling the destiny that God has for you? Where's the weight in your life today? Make sense? So, so, so the scripture says, you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders. Isn't that a beautiful picture? That God is going to break this yoke off, this weight in your life, the rod of their oppressors as at the battle of Midian. He's saying, you remember when I whooped up on Midian for you, Israel? You remember when I went to battle for you, Israel? You remember when I was in there for you fighting on your behalf, Israel? Don't you forget, because don't we forget? We forget all the time how God has been faithful. Sometimes it just takes a day. We're like, well, uh, God was faithful today. And then tomorrow we get some, somebody calls us a name and we're like, ah, right? And God's like, hey, 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 remember I was faithful just yesterday. And we forget. And so he's trying to remind us, look, don't you remember when I was there fighting on your behalf, breaking off the yokes of these oppressions? God wants to break off these yokes. And then look at this. This is where it all gets really good. Because you're like, well, okay, all right. Isn't that for Israel? Isn't, isn't that for Israel? Check this out. Check this out. Isaiah 9, 4. Uh, 9, 6, I'm sorry. Look at this. For a child will be born to us. Some of you are starting to connect the dots. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us. Perhaps you've heard this at Christmas. And the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Eternal Father. Prince of Peace. Guys, that's not just for Christmas. In other words, he's saying, you think that's just about Midian? You think that's just about Israel back in the day? You think that's just about a long time ago when you were eating mac and cheese, right? He's saying, no, no, no. There is a fresh revelation that you need to get today, and that is that Jesus Christ came into this world, died for your sins, put you in a place to be able to hear from God again and to beat sin and find victory over all the things that hold you back. God is a chain breaker and he sent Jesus into this world so that you might be free. And so we have to get this. Woo. So, so, so. What is the chain you need broken off? What's the weight that you need broken off in your life? What is it? Well, Jesus is here. He's present in the middle of this whole thing right now. What is God saying to you? Well, pick up his word and find out. Pick up his word and start to observe it and understand that God will break off those chains. What yoke do you need broken off in your life? You need a chain broken off around maybe a divorce. You need a chain broken off around maybe some abuse that happened. Maybe you need a chain broken off in the area of lust or pornography. God wants to break these chains. You don't have to be oppressed anymore. God is breaking off that depression. God is breaking off the anxiety and the worry and the fear because, see, that's what he does. He isn't just some guy that died a long time ago. He's some guy that died, then three days later got out of the grave, and when he did get out of the grave, he broke off the chains. He broke off the chains. And, my friends, that's what we, can, that's what we need. I'll end with this. There's this great story where Jesus is interacting with this man who needs a healing. And this is in Luke, or Mark chapter 1, verse 40. Look at this. He says, a man with leprosy came and he knelt in front of Jesus. And look what he says. It says he, he was begging to be healed. Some of us may be begging 
to be healed today. You're just like, I, I need help. I can't do it. I can't do it. And look at this. He says, if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. He, he had faith to believe that. He believed that Jesus could do that. And it says he was moved with compassion. Jesus is moved with compassion for his people. It says Jesus reached out and he touched him. And he said, I'm willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Guys, that's not just for a long time ago. The same Jesus is standing before you today. And you know, here's the cool part. You don't have to beg anymore. You don't have to beg. Because see, sons and daughters of the Most High God, they don't have to beg. They, it, you don't have to beg anymore. You, you go right into the throne room of God and say, God, I need healing today. I need this chain broken off my life, Lord. Can you help me today? And he says, of course I can help you, son or daughter of the Most High. Of course I can help you. So we don't have to beg anymore. We come to the scripture, we observe it, we receive the revelation that leads to our chains being broken off. Thank you, God, for that revelation. See, God's speaking to each one of you. You gotta be listening, though. You gotta put yourself in a place to hear him. And maybe today you'll hear him finally say, be healed. Be healed today. Be healed. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for your word. It's so powerful, Lord. It's so powerful. Lord, today, we don't just need to know a strategy. We need, we need a touch from you. We come to you as friends of God, sons and daughters of the most high God, and we ask, Lord, that you'd help us. We need your help today. And so, Lord, as we commit ourselves to read the Bible, as we did last week, we commit ourselves to read it for the next seven days. We're going to soap for the next seven days. We're going to take our journal. We're going to take our soap guide. And we're going to start to do it. We commit ourselves to that, Lord. We need your help. But God, today, I also want to speak to the people in the room that they don't know that they're a son or daughter of the Most High God. That they don't feel like they have access. That maybe they feel like they have to continue to beg for bread. The Bible says very clearly that you don't have to beg for bread anymore. All you have to do is accept Jesus. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, he will come in and change your reality. He will make you a son or a daughter of the Most High King. And so right now, just as faith is rising in this room, I want to encourage you to take a step today. Don't, don't be on the outside anymore. Come on. Come on in. God loves you. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm going to ask you to do something just as a statement of faith. Nobody's looking around. But if you're here today and you're ready to put God at the center of your life, to move from being a beggar to a son or daughter of the Most High God, if that's you today, I want to ask you to do something. In just a moment, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand up as a statement of faith. And so right now, nobody's looking around. I'm not going to point you out, but I do want to see your hand. On the count of three, if that's your heart, 
Raise up your hand. One, two, three. Go ahead. Raise up your hand this morning. Good job. God bless you. God bless you. Good job. Good job. All right. Church, we're all going to pray together. Whether you raised your hand or you didn't, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to the gospel. We're all going to pray together so nobody's praying alone. Lord Jesus, I need you. I need a Savior today, God. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you be Lord of my life? Will you change me from the inside out? God, speak to me as I open your word. I'm not a beggar anymore. I'm a son or daughter of the Most High God. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, can we celebrate those that are making decisions today?